Hey y'all, welcome back to the Tri Podcast. This is Britt Vega and I am so excited that y'all are here. Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, we talked about solitude as a practice of drawing closer to Jesus. It's the idea of intentionally setting aside the best of us so that we can learn more about being the men and the women that God has called us to be. Solitude helps us to find our purpose and to live in freedom and to live for the kingdom. It helps us to heal from the parts of us that are wounded and it equips us with what we need to walk inside of our story. Today, we are talking about isolation, which at first glance could seem like a similar concept to solitude because at the core, you have this idea of being alone. But if you hear nothing else today, please hear me say that isolation and solitude are nothing alike. In fact, I believe that one is used to draw us closer to Jesus and the other is one of the greatest distractions. All right, let's get into it. Isolation is one of the greatest tactics and distractions that the enemy will use to separate us from others. He will literally make us feel like we are the only ones that have ever felt or experienced the things that we are going through. He will amplify our unhealthy feelings in order to make us feel more alone. He will take something so small like a seed of envy or bitterness, and then he'll cause it to grow. And what I found in my own life is that when I'm struggling with a feeling, if I'm not careful about going to Jesus with my struggle and then bringing it up with a trusted friend in my tribe or my counselor, that feeling just gets worse. And sometimes it doesn't even take long for it to get worse. It's like we blink and it's a full-fledged attack from the enemy. But a lot of times that's because there are parts of us that are unhealed. And I'm just going to say this right off the bat. Feelings in and of themselves are not bad. It is not inherently good or bad to feel because emotions are neutral, but it's what we do with our feelings and how we process and we heal from them that can cause us to slip up and to sin. I had this really... I guess just what I would call heartbreaking experience recently to overhear a conversation between a group of middle school girls just talking about their day. And one of the girls was sharing her feelings with the group. And she said that she is constantly forced to feel a tidal wave of judgment every time she sits down at her lunch table, which on one hand I thought was so profound that at that young of an age, she was even able to verbalize this. But on the other hand, it was just so devastating because she said that that is why she sits by herself in the lunchroom every day. Y'all, my mom heart was breaking for her. I so desperately wanted to go and sit with her and tell her about Jesus, but I'm learning that not every environment will allow for that type of encouragement. In this example, and honestly, in a lot of our lives, what I believe happened is that the enemy got in there and he planted a little seed of doubt that made her feel so bad about herself that she literally didn't even want to try to sit with anyone. It's that seed of isolation that can really be so chaotic and so painful and impactful on our mental and our emotional health. Here's another thing that I'm learning. Sometimes we isolate and we claim it as our choice, whether it's because we don't trust people or 
whether we've been burned in the past. Maybe it's because we just say we're too busy for other people. So we just decide that we aren't going to do life with others. Or maybe sometimes it's a slow transition in isolation where someone that we love is so used to doing life alone that we just start conforming and living our lives that way because it's easier to do that than go against the grain. This could be a marriage or a close friend or a relative, but friends do not be fooled. Regardless of what we tell ourselves about why we're isolating and separating ourselves from others, and I do believe a lot of times it's a coping mechanism to protect ourselves, it is still unhealthy and it is certainly not how God has called us to live. In fact, from the very very beginning of scripture, we read about how God did not believe for it to be good for us to be alone. We read the stories in Jesus's time where he was walking on the earth and he never did life alone. He had his disciples. There were constant crowds of people learning from him and being healed by him. When we read about the genealogy in scripture, which I know is so easy to skip past because most of us have a hard time even pronouncing the names that we're reading, but we see that our people and our tribes have always been important to God. In fact, it was so important that he documented it and leaving out the genealogy would have been so easy, but it was included in scripture, which tells us a lot about the heart and the character of God. In my time of prayer and preparation for this episode, I looked up the definition of isolation and honestly, it just made me so sad. It says to set or place apart, to detach or separate so as to be alone. Y'all, that is just heartbreaking to me. Don't miss this because I think what happens is we put ourselves in a box based on our belief or our narrative. It doesn't matter what our personality is, whether we're a one or we're a five on the Enneagram, whether we are an introvert or an extrovert, what our Myers-Briggs test says, y'all, we are called to do life with other people. It's why the big church that my family and I attend talks so much about finding your people and your place within the church because it is a multi-site church. And if you don't get plugged in, it is so easy to feel lost. There is no real connection that is happening if you walk into service on Sunday and then you leave without having a group of people asking you how you're doing. Y'all, it is not enough to just say hi to two or three people while you're waiting in line to pick up your kids. We have to have the type of tribe and be the type of tribe member that is texting and is asking what service and what seed and where we can meet at church on Sunday. When I think about living life within the context of a tribe and the opposite of isolation, it is togetherness. It's community, people, fellowship. It's that camaraderie. It's our tribe. It's companionship. And I can't think of a better way to say it. We were created by a God that is community. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We were created with a plan and for a purpose. And part of how God helps us to walk freely in and for the kingdom is by using other people. Y'all, we were not created to isolate and to do life alone. I want to end our time together today by sharing something really special with y'all. My sweet 
80-year-old grandma is so intentional with the way that she encourages me within this ministry. And y'all, if you want to see who is really going to stick around in your life, go ahead and start spreading the gospel. Start a ministry and you will quickly realize who is for you and who is not. My grandma is one of those people that has made it clear that she is for me. She faithfully listens to my podcast with my grandpa every week, but not only does she listen, y'all, she texts me each week and she tells me how proud she is, what she learned or what her favorite part or takeaway from the message was, and then she encourages me to keep going. I believe that she intentionally does this because she knows that I'm living out my calling. And y'all, when we are healthy, we can cheer and show up for other people. This sweet encouragement is one of my greatest gifts, and it's a string of text messages that I will never delete. So grandma, I know you're listening. Thank you so much for not letting me walk alone on what has been a really lonely journey on this narrow path that God has set me on. Your encouragement means the world to me, and I love you and grandpa so much. For the rest of you, be like my grandma. Go the extra mile so that your friends and your tribe don't feel alone. We were not created to isolate. Y'all, we were created with a plan and for a purpose. And part of that purpose is finding our people and loving them well. Let's make heaven crowded. I'm praying for y'all and I'll see you next week.